Welcome to Woo Woo School, the podcast dedicated to following our curiosities and being a student to all things spiritual, vibey, and the occasional male repellent tip. We're your party hosts, Kendall and Angela. So as we dive in, we hope you feel like you're right beside us on the couch, joining the whole conversation. Without further ado, let's get woo woo. Hi guys. What's up? So excited to have you back. Yeah. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with us. Like it is such an honor that you turn us on. Turn us on. You turn us on. Yes. That you you turn us on every week. So thank you for yep. being here. Absolutely. We're happy um, to have you. Today we're going to talk about so every month I get a workbook called the Spirit Daughter horoscope workbook thing. And what it does is it covers whatever full moon just happened. She sends, it's beautiful. It's incredible. So you should check her out and look at her workbook she does every month. But anyway, she does a breakdown of the different energies that are brought in by the full moon and what this season is calling out in us. And so anyway, this last moon was Aquarius and the Aquarius full moon, which leads us into Leo season. Even if you're not an Aquarius or a Leo, this is such a powerful tool of understanding what energies are coming up in us. And what we can intuitively say is like, okay, this is serving us. And these are the shadow parts of myself that I need to let drop to the wayside. So we're just going to go over both Leo and Aquarius energy and talk about it and see what we can learn from both of these really awesome signs. Yes. And I've been into astrology for a long time, but one of my favorite things, if you're just starting out or if it's just piquing your interest is just to take the season you're in currently to learn about that sign. And every Mm -hmm. sign has its dark and light and just, you know, appreciating the people in your life that are that sign, appreciating the parts of you that you resonate with, even if you're not. And we all know, but in case we don't, you have a full birth chart. So we all have different aspects of different signs all within us. So we hope any of this pings with you and maybe just to understand a Leo in your life a little more and just to see what Leo aspects you have in yourself. Because one of the sentences or one of the parts of the book that the spirit daughter talks about is during the Leo sun season, we all have Leo aspects heightened in our personality, mm-hmm. whether we're a Leo or not. So it's just a nice way to understand yourself more and you know people that are those sun signs. And to be able to harness the energies of the different months within ourselves that we want to take and drop the parts that we don't. So Mm -hmm. to kick us off, like what I love too about the season of the Leo is just such a powerful season. And I just Mm -hmm. want to speak a few affirmations over us to just get in the mood. Okay. So I want you to just like sink into this and appreciate yourself. That's all about the Leo is like appreciation and love for yourself. So I appreciate myself. I celebrate my strengths. I forgive myself for times when I wasn't myself. I understand that I am not perfect. I am allowed to learn. I'm allowed to change. I'm allowed to be myself. And I love myself unconditionally. Love it. So. 
I love it. Yeah. So here's some things we need to talk about, honey. Okay. We're going to break it it down. We're going to break it down into, I have six different areas that I think are really important to talk about that were brought up in this workbook, but also just from our own personal experience. So one, blaming is a disempowering energy. Now I want you to allow that to hit you if it hit you. So I want you to think about like what disempowers you. Do you notice that blaming of others arise when you feel disempowered? So something I actually texted this list to one of my friends who is a Leo and she was talking about how it's interesting because Leos typically will blame themselves. Like the blame is inward. And so if something goes wrong, they're like something, it must be my fault. And they kind of take it on where Aquarius energy blames outward. So it says like, my unhappiness is due to you. My, I'm angry because you did this, you know, whatever. But both energies are disempowering. Blaming, whether it's to yourself or blaming others is a very like low vibration thing. Instead of just understanding like where you are in the cards you're dealt. And so anyway, so I just love that of like really thinking about what disempowers you, like allowing that space to recognize within yourself where that might be coming up this season. Yes. I feel like a wounded Leo and a wounded Aquarius have this in common and I am an Aquarius, but I have fire in my moon sign. So I I can relate to the fire parts of a Leo when I'm blaming it's because I'm hurt. And I know that's might sound obvious, but during a time when you're getting blamed by someone else, it can be like you're on the defense now, especially because I'm an Aquarius. I dish my husband or some people around me during times where I am feeling low and it, you know, it's not something exciting to talk about, uh, but it's true. And just to keep the perspective of like hurt people, hurt people and people that Mm -hmm. are blaming are not feeling in their power, which is completely counterintuitive to the way that Leo is authentically supposed to feel. My most exciting thing that I get from Leo and why I love to ride the Leo wave is because they're so powerful and they're a powerhouse and they own themselves and they own their own energy. And you just usually know. Even their mistakes. They're like, okay, yeah, it sucks that I did that, but that was my bad. Now, how can I fix it? Right. Leo that's feeling good about themselves feels so powerful and so exciting to be around. So it just hurts my little heart when I think about a wounded Leo or a wounded Aquarius or a wounded person just blaming themselves or outward. And I'll say this, like even going forward, I don't know a lot about astrology in general. I use the spirit daughter every single month, just like as an intuitive guide for me. And so I just use it as like journal prompts, essentially of like, Hey, where do I feel disempowered? Like any single person is going to be like, Hey, this is an area I feel disempowered. Now, how do I react when I feel that way? Instead of being disempowered, how can I be powerful in my own energy to not blame others, but not blame myself either. Just be like, this is what it is. Now, how do we like grow from this? You know? Mm -hmm. So the second one is, and this is very Aquarius vibes, but we are all a collective sis or bro. Something that an Aquarius energy is really good at is seeing that we're all in this together and that our energy affects everyone else. So we're not this like isolated little island of like, however we feel doesn't affect other people. Aquarius energy understands that we're all connected 
I just want you to think about like what energies are we putting out there every day that are shared with others? Kind of how you were like interacting with people or even speaking over yourself or how you were talking about other people, like whatever it was. Is that the world that you want to live in? Because in this season, it's the understanding that whatever energy we put out is not kept inside of the bubble of who we are. It causes a domino effect of energy around other people. So it's like the energy that we bring into the world actually affects the world. So we all have to actually take the responsibility of whatever energy we hold every single day into every single person so that the whole of who we are as people, it's healthy, you know? Like we can't all just be like crashing around like atoms on the loose and crash into things and think that this isn't gonna affect the world at large, you know? And so it's just taking, Aquarius is like taking responsibility is the empowerment of being like, I'm responsible for my own energy. And within that is the energy that I'm putting out, creating the world that I actually want to live in and that I want my loved ones to live inside of. Aquarians are humanitarians, baby. And we're altruistic and we're very, I mean, this is like my bread and butter. This is my natural state. I resonate so much with that. You really do. Angela is like, so it's my vibe. Like I I feel, yeah. I feel deeply connected to my Aquarius energy and my Aquarius sun and that we're all a collective and we're all in this together. And how do I want to like make a space in this world that I would want others to feel, you know, just as safe in that's just like a life philosophy I feel like is deep in my soul. My Aquarian way is, is understanding the collective. So I think anyone can learn from that. We're all in this together. I know. I was I was thinking that in my head when you were reading the thing. Efron <laughs> um, is a daddy. Oh, he is a daddy now. Well, <laughs> listen, he's I just morphing blushed. into. I'm into it. He keeps getting hotter based on my age range and my tastes. That's what <laughs> I'm saying. He's just morphing into exactly who I think is hot at the stage of life that I am in. I appreciate his service. He's a transformer. <laughs> this adds perfectly into our next little topic. As with everything, this doesn't have to be this serious. We're giving you these thoughtful, introspective things, and we want you to take away something to really think about and give you a little thought bubble of something inside you to think about. But also, be patient with yourself. Relax. We're all having fun here, okay? We don't want We're you to walk away fun here. feeling like, oh shit, now I have to think about what empowers me. Am, am I making space in the world that's a, you know inviting to others? Do I this? Do I that? We're just giving you some little loving guiding prompts. Because I know you guys all want to expand. So number three is ask with everything, enjoy the process. And I put, yo, we do not have to make soul work so heavy. Like, I think that's something we need to remember. We need to make sure that our soul is a clean space. If you're here, we don't even have to say that. If you're here and you even made it this far into the podcast, then you're someone who wants to expand and does take responsibility for themselves. If you're listening, you take responsibility for yourself and your energy and you want to do better and expand and like Great live job, the team. fullness of life, right? Yes. So yeah, good job team. Yeah. I'm so proud of you, listener. I have to remind myself of this all the time. Like we do not need to take this so seriously. Yes, it's important, but the whole essence of being inside of your intuition is joy and love and vitality, right? So we can have fun and have a good time with it. And so do not worry if a worry about the idea of like doing this all right or wrong. It's about following your intuition 
and trusting the journey. So it's about accepting the cards you're dealt. Okay. Did you hear me? It's accepting the cards you're dealt. Whatever is in front of you right now. If I said, Hey, how are you? And you answered me, honestly, whatever that is, is the cards you were dealt. And it's accepting those cards and using the energy of what you were dealt to help just wisely guide you to where you need to go next. That can feel heavy, but it can also feel like with our Leo vibes, it can feel very empowering to be like, you can deal me any card and I'm still going to rise up and face it and get better and empower myself and expand. And I'm here for it. What's Leos, next? Sis? Leos are so exuberant. They're fire flames. They they be having fun. Okay. They are a life of the party. They are fun to be around. So just take that with you. You know, as you are on your intuitive journey, if you're trying to unpack some stuff deep within your journaling, you're unpacking a lot of what disempowers you. If you play the blame game, all this stuff, it is heavy, but also just meet yourself with grace that you're on the journey and you're, we be having fun. That's, I mean, oh simple gosh, as that. this is a little soul party. So number four is if you feel lost at any time, return to love. Your true north is love. This one's for the Leo. So it says without love, Leo's leadership becomes self-serving and disconnected from the collective. If you feel that energy within yourself or like maybe that like pings to you like, oh crap, right? Without love, leadership becomes self-serving and disconnected from the collective And this one is for the Aquarius babies. Without love, Aquarius truth-telling can become full of righteousness and devoid of compassion. Sometimes when someone comes to me and I'm like, try to help them over and over, I can start to lose compassion. And that means that I've lost love in this situation. Like this is all going back to love, not being right and not being like self-righteous. It literally is like, hey, we're all in this journey and we've all got to lead with love. So start with feeling love for yourself and then extend that to others because I don't know about you guys, but I am never more (laughs) uncompassionate or unloving than when I'm not being compassionate and loving to myself. Yeah. So five, standing in your truth. Now this is a big one. You either like a, a healthy Leo stands in their truth and a wounded Leo, it feels very blocked in their truth. And I want to talk about this block because I know this affects everyone. So I want you to think about what does freedom of self feel like to you? Like if you can imagine that, if I was just free in myself, what would that feel like? What does your life look like to have the freedom of self? So I remember it was my birthday this last year and my friend was like, hey, I actually have this woman that I've seen. She does Reiki. Would you be interested? And I was a little bit scared. So anyway, but it was a really, really beautiful experience because essentially all it is is intentionally moving around energy in your body on a scientific level. You just have different energy patterns going on in your body and you just move that around. And anyway, so when she was doing my Reiki healing, you have your eyes closed and she goes over different spots and essentially like prays over them and different things like that. And she said she got over my, my neck and I started crying. So I didn't know where she was on my body, but I just started crying and unexpectedly, like I was having a great time. But afterwards she was asking me about that. And she was like, I feel such a block there that you feel like you can't speak your truth. Like there is this energetic block 
that is like clogging your throat. And it really, really hit me. And that was very true. And I think that it's even crazy. Like a big thing for me healing that was this podcast and talking about my truth because I love getting the feedback when my best friends have listened to this podcast. They're like, oh yeah, this is like the you, you. Like this feels like sitting in your living room and talking to you. But I was very scared of sharing that part of me because I'm like, okay, there's, I don't want to offend anyone. I don't want to give somebody the wrong impression about me. I don't want to disappoint anyone. I don't want to like be controversial and someone not understand, you know? And those are all blocks that kept me from speaking my truth. And so when, you know, when I thought about what is freedom, right? And to me, that was standing in my own truth. One of my friends was talking about the idea of integrity. If you embody integrity, you honor who you are in whatever room you're in or who you're around. And integrity is saying, this is what I believe. This is what lights me up. And I think especially as women, we're like scared AF of mm-hmm. actually just being like, I'm standing in my in myself, right? For example, with this podcast is being like, if I have been sending the spirit daughter booklet, for example, to my friends for like a year. And we've all talked about it. We've all journaled about it. We've even had like a little like moon party or whatever. And it's all just fun. But for some reason, I would never want to talk about it out loud, right? So I'm like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be like too woo-woo for some people. How like silly that is that all of my best friends know this side of me, but yet a stranger who I don't even like really know, I'm scared of them thinking I'm too woo-woo, right? And it's like, no, this has been a huge for my healing and my understanding and my intuition. And like, this is one of the tools, right? So essentially the idea of integrity was the idea of standing in my truth and the sense of freedom. You don't have to be everybody's cup of tea, you know? That's been a huge one for me. So first off, thank you for sharing all of that because that was really honest. And number one, I want to get a Reiki healing because that sounds awesome. Two, I love that you were saying that your friends in your close circle knew the real you, but there was a block in getting it out to like maybe the public and more people seeing that side of you because I have the opposite. So I feel like I do a pretty good job of showing up authentically no matter the environment. But one block for me is I do still shrink around people sometimes in person when I have a block that feels like leftover high school vibes where, Mm. well, perfect example, I went to my 10 year high school reunion and I felt decent about myself in in high school. I had good self-esteem. I kept with my friends. I wasn't popular, but I wasn't nerdy. And not that it's like anything like that, but you guys know what I'm talking about. I just, I kind of was this middle ground. I felt great. I had my friends. I had my hobbies. Everything was fine. But after I've left, I've kind of become more myself to a larger group of people and people are resonating Mm -hmm that and feeling like they know me after high school, even if we didn't hang out with high school, which is a huge, exciting like thing to connect to people way past. I haven't seen them in real life for 10 years, but online, I've been able to get really close to them. One thing that Brene Brown says that I love is when she's talking about when you get that shrinking feeling, because sometimes it does creep up. You know, I went to my high school 10 year reunion and some of that was left over where I was looking at these people that I deemed in high school more popular than me and still having this leftover like high school trauma of they didn't talk to me then why would they want to talk to me now which is unfair to myself and untrue because who knows what they are feeling about themselves but something that Brene says that I love Brene Brown she says don't shrink don't puff up stand your ground and I think that's exactly what it is mm-hmm. to stand in your truth 
You don't need to shrink who you are. You don't need to puff up and prove who you are and I'll show them. It doesn't have to be that way. You just need to be. That's it. And we're oversimplifying it. I know there's a ton of work that goes into it. Kendall and I are always on the journey. We're constantly learning how to show up as the most authentic version of ourselves. And Leos do a great job when they're feeling good about themselves. And the things that I love about Leo is that they do stand their truth and they just own their own energy. And something that Aquarius and Leo have in common is that we really prioritize defining your individuality and staying Mm -hmm. who you are despite the status quo. And it's okay to not fit in. And that's actually, you know, something to be excited about. (laughs) Yes, I know. So what I've realized is cool to be uncool now. People are attracted to people that are in their own element and they're just like living their life. And that is what I think is the bottom line here. It's that when you're being yourself, you can't be wrong. And no, it's so true. And that's something that a mentor says to me. If you're in your authenticity, you can't make a wrong move because you're leading an intuitive life. You're not causing harm. Then that's all there is to it. That was one of my, truly my biggest fears in life, which feels so silly now that I have a podcast that's like facing that fear because now I'm like excited to pop on the mic and be like, okay. And it's so cool to see that when I turn that on, even the people that I was scared of hearing this were really resonating. And I think it just shows you that standing in your truth is always so much less scary than you think it is. And I don't know if you've ever had experiences where your friends have shared something with you that maybe they're like really ashamed of or really scared to share whatever. And you're like, it's not that big of a deal. You've been playing small because of that. It's shocking to someone else. Like, so even with people being like, wait, you're scared of like talking about that. You do astrology notebooks once a month for fun. And the whole thing about Kendall saying we're not everyone's cup of tea. That's been a huge block in my life. I was spending so much time trying to be everyone's cup of tea. Why? You can't be a perfect version of somebody's friend, somebody's sibling, somebody's mentor. It's not possible. So instead of putting my energy towards being general enough to not make anybody on their toes or disagree or just being so vanilla, the more I just leaned into exactly who I was, the more freeing it felt. And the people that are my cup of tea are my people. Which how cool is that? You guys are our people. Like we're so happy you're here, you know? Yes. And so for those who connect to your truth, it's so much more powerful than being lukewarm on anything. That's just like what I believe and what I keep coming to understand. So, and it's a journey. Telling the truth of who you are is always going to impact someone where being lukewarm all across the board doesn't do anything, you know? Yeah. So number six, really harnessing Leo energy. Like I really want you guys to think, what does it feel like to stand in your power? In different experiences that you've had in your life, when did you feel like powerful or you were standing in your power? Or maybe you did something you were scared of and you're like, this is me. What does that feel like in your body? Like what energetically does that feel like? Leo energy is to understand that being confident and loving yourself is not conceited. It's a powerful energy of change. Here are ways that I am taking away my own power. How do I reclaim it? How do I become this version of myself that I love myself and it's not conceited to love myself, like just caring and loving for myself. 
so that that can overflow and create change and allow me to love on other people well and love on the world well. And it's just such a beautiful energy, honestly. Yeah. We be loving our Leos out here. We love Leo energy. It's all fun and games over here and exciting stuff. And if it's not clear, Kendall and I do not have it all figured out. We're just here to learn right alongside with you and just give you some ideas on like what's kind of pinging in our brain. But we're not perfect at showing up authentically. We still have blocks. We all still have blocks, but everyone could know that you might be too much for some people, but that is none of your, none of your concern. Yeah. I think I just needed to hear that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, welcome to this entire up. podcast. I'm affirming so myself. You know. <laughs> so you know I needed to like say an own affirmation for myself. <laughs> no, but, uh, anything that we say on this podcast is legitimately we need going to, to hear for ourselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could listen to the podcast of what I said and been like, yeah, girl. Yeah, you tell I need them. to hear this today. You, you tell them. You tell them. Uh, but I have a Leo baby. He just turned one. And something I'm already seeing, like he's such a budding energy of Leo. And I've talked about this a lot and I won't stop, but he made his own due date. He was supposed to be born in October, but I had him nine weeks early. So he was actually an August baby. Such a Leo move to be like, oh, mm, beyond. I'm coming early. Oh, for sure. I mean, grand once, entrance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of course he had to make a splash. I mean, that's just natural to a Leo, but it's so endearing and fun to first off, see the overlap. So the fact that it's an Aquarius full moon in Leo season right now is like the combination of me and him. So I've gotten closer to him over the season. And it's just exciting to see elements of Leo budding in him and how I can nurture that and how I can be aware of that. So one thing that I've noticed about Leos in my life and in my son is that they, in the end, they just want to be included. They want to be included as much Mm -hmm. as they love having center stage. And who doesn't, you know, of course, everyone wants to be included, but it's just very obvious with a Leo to me. So for example, I mean, my son can't speak yet. He's one, he can say hi and dada, we're still working on mama, but if me and my husband are having a conversation and we're not looking at him and being animated with him and we're just having like a conversation one-on-one, he will insert himself. He will raise his hands literally in the middle of our conversation. So like our eyesight is blocked because he'll put his hands up. He'll just like make the attention back to him, which is such a cute little like child's way of knowing that they want to be in the attention space. So it's just something for me to be aware of for like Mm -hmm. wounded in the, oh, another thing that I was looking up when I was pregnant with him was how to raise a a Leo baby and how to raise a Leo in this world. And it was like the worst that you could do is like embarrass them publicly because they're so like in their element, they're doing their thing. So, and I think that's good advice for anybody. If you as a parent see them doing something and you yell across the soccer field and embarrass them in front of their crowd, that is really triggering to a Leo. I want to cap us off here with this list that I got from astrotraits.com. I want to give credit where credit's due. But as I was thinking about doing this part of the podcast, I was like, what can we learn from Aaliyah? What's good takeaways? Kendall gave us a great breakdown with her six points on just prompts and ideas on how you can incorporate Leo energy or the parts of you that, you know, maybe you want distance from what you want to take, what you want to leave. But these are what Google and Astro Traits were coming up with on nine major things we can learn from a Leo. Number one, not tolerating crappy treatment from anyone and know that you deserve only the Snap. best. You do team. Listen, do you hear that? You deserve the best. Yeah, you do. I mean, that's all there is to it. So two, sometimes pride can be a good thing. And I think that that's what Kendall was hitting on on 
the energy of owning your own stuff doesn't have to feel selfish and narcissistic to love yourself. Mm-hmm. It And pride can be a good thing. You should be proud of your projects. You should be proud of yourself, you know, reversing the stigma on being proud. And we're yeah. not talking about arrogance here because that is totally different. We're talking about pride, you know, used healthily, of course. Number three, when you're generous and extravagant, you attract more abundance. Woo! I love that one. I love that one We are on an too. abundance like wave yes. right now. And so that like immediately made me smile. <laughs> yes, me too. And the second one too, bask in the limelight, baby. Yes. Number five, have high standards, both in yourself and others. Mm. Number six, make pleasure and luxury a habit. That is such a good one. Number seven, bring warmth and sunshine into people's lives by being open, affectionate, generous, and kind. I love it. I, like I, this is why I love Leo. Healthy Leo energy is just pure it's the sunshine. Best. You know? Lion vibes, sunshine vibes, sun, fire, flame vibes. It's exciting. Number eight, achieve your wishes through confidence, belief in yourself, enthusiasm, and hard work. That's such a Leo thing. Number nine, how to be a charismatic leader who takes charge. So anyway, that is just exciting stuff from our Leo vibes, our Leo energy, our Leo friends, our Leo loved ones. Yes. And I wanted to end us out with. (laughs) Sorry, that was just like, I thought the mic went dead because you were just quiet. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. No, no, I'm allowing you to finish. (laughs) Anyway, cut the tape. Um. So anyway, so that's our list of stuff. We love our Leos. We hope you, you know, learned a little something today alongside us and, you know, take this with the rest of your Leo season, the rest of August or parts of August. So I have like a fun little story of, you know, I live in Trinidad and the little neighboring island is Tobago. And I went over there for a little, a baby moon, hung out there for a little bit. And I went to this woman, she was teaching a yoga class. She really helped. It was really sweet, actually. I was pretty pregnant, and so I couldn't do all the yoga stuff. And she was like, "You know what? You just come over here. We're going to do some stretches. We're going to." She was so great with me. And at the end, she gave me this thing called "I Promise Myself," and it was a sheet. And she was like, "Here's the deal. I want you to read this over yourself, this affirmation." And I wrote it down in my notebook and carried around with me. And I love it so much. So I wanted to share because I think that it really encompasses this energy that we're talking about. So I promise myself to be so strong that nothing can disturb my peace of mind, to talk health, happiness, and prosperity to every person I meet, to make all my friends feel that there is something inside of them, to look at the sunny side of everything and make my optimism come true. To think of the best and expect only the best. To be just as enthusiastic about the success of others as I am about my own. To forget the past and press on to a greater achievement of the future. To wear a cheerful countenance at all times and give every living creature I meet a smile. To give so much time to the improvement of myself that I have no time to criticize others. To be too large for worry, too noble for anger, too strong for fear, and too happy to permit the presence of trouble. This I promise myself. 
Will you text me that? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that is awesome. I anyway, that yoga teacher, I just, what a what a gem. What that a is- gem. Yeah, what a queen. So anyway, so she gave me that and I took it with me and I just thought that that was a perfect little ending to like speak that over you guys because it's something that meant so much to me. So Aww. anyway, thank you for tuning in this week and we will talk to you guys again soon. Bye, love you. We hope you had fun today. Thank you so much for listening. We're manifesting that this becomes something. So if you enjoyed this, help a sister out, give us a like or leave a review so we can connect to more people like you. Talk to us anytime. Easiest to reach us on our Instagram. Kindle is at Kindle Hannah, H-A-N-N-A with no H at the end. And I'm at Angela underscore party, P-A-R-T-Y. We love you and see you next week.